0: Hello, rp people and welcome back to another episode of role playing as smart people the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to rpg systems mechanics and news and dumb rants on topics we have way overthought. my name is anna and welcome to part two of our what the hell is cyberpunk episode if you haven't heard part one i highly recommend checking it out first just so you kind of know where we stand on the subject i hope you enjoy part two uh this was honestly probably my favorite episode ever to record we had a lot of fun, and as you could tell, it went to like an hour and 40-something minutes. Like, oh, long time. Check out part one first if you haven't, but enjoy. Yeah, thank you. Um, So, yeah, <laughs> finer you want to ask that question? Uh, I think you just did, but I, I guess this did, is yeah. a, unless, unless this is a new part... A new part. Um, so, are you, why, are you f- okay? You having a
1: like you got a goddamn brain <laughs> aneurysm over there? You all right?
0: I've had a little bit too much sugar today. Jesus man, are you
1: safe? Do you feel okay with your wife in the house yes, with you? Yes. Okay. yes
0: Do you yes. need to
2: use the safe word?
1: I'm
0: I'm having fun. That's all. all. Right. That's all. Why? Like, cyberpunk, it is popular in movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. video games, all those kind of things. So, mm-hmm. why hasn't it caught on to uh, tabletop?
1: So, before we start, let me say that right now, there are people screaming that it is my most popular genre out, but I have stats, and we'll bring those stats up, and you, my friends, are full of shit. You are one of the least popular genres of role-playing.
0: I have a very small, very small story. So I posted, I posted on the twi- on Twitter, on the Twitters, on the, on the, I, 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 I posted on the Twitters. I asked, "Hey, you know, Cyberpunk seems to be the least played genre. Why is that?" And literally, the only response I got was, "Well, Mike, table, we play it all the time. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. That is literally, that is literally the only comment I got."
2: I told you.
1: I know. I'm going to send you this screen. Rep- I'll send you this report so you can post it and be like, yeah, what's it like to be the unicorn? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
1: I mean, I, it's not like it doesn't get played. It gets played, but it's not what everyone thinks it is. I'm shocked that Cyberpunk Red has much shit that it does. Like, if you saw the one video that I did on like in the, the, the debate about paladins, I have a, an $800 diorama behind me of the bike and the two characters, V, from the video game, plus their drone, right, full one-six scale things. I have the Trauma Team statue. You know, like, they make shit for this. I have the Xbox oh, so that's Cyberpunk themed out. You know, so much. But I am telling you, I have the numbers of the games played online, yep. and I have real bad news for fans of the genre. Lay it on us. All right. So let's say 2020, quarter three, and this is when Cyberpunk Red had come out and we were all in Cyberpunk 2020 2077, right? And everybody was all like, ah, oh, I can't get enough Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, I got to have it. Yeah, you had to have it so f- much that Cyberpunk Red represented 0.09% of games played on virtual tabletops. Cyberpunk 2020... Was 0.17% of games played. So the old ass broken beat up system was still played more than the new shit by almost twice. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, well, where, where's my Shadowrun? Shadowrun, 0.42%. So Shadowrun, a worse system than Cyberpunk 2020, gets played <laughs> three times as much. Oh my right? God you're
0: just loving this aren't you I I love how you wrote a cyberpunk book and you're like
1: because (laughs) it's a niche it's a niche RPG genre there are people who like it I've seen it at conventions like I said it's not that it doesn't get played and it might be that okay cool there's 10 billion gamers physically play cyberpunk at their tables at home I call shenanigans they don't
2: well and they don't and you can tell that because when you try to find Assets for cyberpunk games. Like if, mm-hmm. if I want to run a cyberpunk game, I, I play almost virtually exclusively online. Yeah. Um, and trying to find maps and good assets
1: uh-huh.
2: for cyberpunk or sci-fi in general. But you narrow it even further to just cyberpunk and it's hard. You can't find crap because people keep making fantasy stuff.
1: Yep. There's so, like a couple of cool D&D. collectors. D&D. Yeah. We, we need to
2: kill that dragon.
1: Yeah. I mean – D&D only represents uh, like 53% of the games played online. So, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> only. <laughs> the next most popular game is the uncategorized at 14%. Huh. <laughs> so, I don't like know. To even, talk but I mean,
2: even after that though, it's still fantasy games. D&D. Of course. Pathfinder. Older versions of D&D.
1: Yeah, Pathfinder, Pathfinder 2nd, Warhammer then you get some world of darkness then you go to D&D 3.5 god help those nerds cuz <laughs> you're playing a worse version of Pathfinder um Starfinder okay D&D with lasers uh Star Wars uh Apocalypse world new pbta gets is up there at 0.48% Savage no. Worlds is only 0. 0.47. Savage Worlds ain't that popular online either.
0: Oh no! Honestly, the amount of people I talk to about Savage Worlds, and they're like, I've never heard of it. Yeah. Are you, even 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 yeah. I comment on Reddit sometimes, and they're like, "Where do you, where can you find Savage Worlds? It sounds yep. interesting." I'm like, "Yep." I bring it up every time I'm on Reddit. Like I yeah, kid man. you not, every time. But uh, on yeah. uh, off off topic, uh, yeah, Cyberpunk Red. Even no no for what yeah. I'm about to say, Cyberpunk mm-hmm. Red actually has its own miniatures.
1: Oh yeah, I have all of them. Oh, you over, I'm looking right at them. Yeah, I have every single one of them.
0: Every single one of them?
1: Every single one of them, yep. There's like mm-hmm.
0: quite a lot. Three, yeah, six, I know. Nine, 12.
1: I eight. don't have any kids. I don't have shit to spend my money on, but dumb shit.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of the same
2: problem. <laughs> I yeah. dumb And we shit. still haven't answered the question, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Why? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I'll let you guys go first. I wrote the, I wrote the fucking game.
2: <laughs> so All right. My my opinion. My opinion as to why is it is hard for us to get into it uh, from a GM's perspective, coming up with good stories that will be engaging. We don't want our players to feel like we screwed them over, which is a big part, in my opinion, of Cyberpunk, where uh-huh. your team is going to be double crossed. Um, it's, it should be gritty, which means you're going to end up potentially killing your, your player characters. Uh, so those sorts of things are turnoffs. It's not too far from what we're living right now. And I think we play games to escape our reality and it's easier to talk about something that we think we know something about, right? I mean, fantasy is easy because you're dealing with swords and bows and arrows and you don't have all these complicated things of trying to run an interesting um net or vr combat or whatever it is right but you you look at cyberpunk and our world we live in a world where technology is changing so fast gibson when he wrote neuromancer opens the book with one of the greatest scenes or one of the greatest images of all time that makes no sense in today's world because he describes, he describes the sky as, um, a TV tuned to a dead channel, which for my generation makes total sense. I can totally imagine what that looks like. Yep. My kids know what it is because they still do it on TV, which I think is funny because Mm -hmm. if you turn a, a digital TV to a dead channel, I get it a blue screen. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that snow that you get like on poltergeist anymore. Nope. And, and so there's also a scene in Neuromancer where the main character is in a train station and needs to make a call. So he goes to a bank of phone booths. There's yeah. There's no pay phones anymore. Yeah. So society, so, I mean, everything changes so fast that if I say something now that could be invalidated down the road. Plus, it's getting harder because in our society, we have this prevalence of cameras and Mm -hmm. devices that it it makes running a a mystery of some sort a lot harder because I'll just get online and I will Google this crap. Yeah. Okay, game over. You guys win the game. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I I think that's part of it. And I think also finding the assets for it is hard because we like to have our our toys, our miniatures, or whatever. Even if you play theater of the mind, people still like to have some sort of representation of themselves. And it's hard to find that sort of stuff for Cyberpunk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I mean, I don't know.
0: I'm agreeing with you 100% on this finder. Uh, I also think it's just the complexities, not of the game, but of the setting itself. Like, we're having trouble between the three of us who talk on a very regular basis on deciding what really is cyberpunk based off of certain things like, you know, one of us thinks this could be cyberpunk. The other doesn't think that is, it's a very complicated game itself with that more technology that you have. It adds more complications with like, if you even look at our modern day right now, ask me if it's, if the world is more complicated now or 50 years ago. You're gonna say it's always now because we always have so many more things added on. And even 20 years from now, I can't even imagine the complications that we're gonna have in the world that i that just I can't even imagine right now. So I think it's one of those things that it's just it's almost an overwhelming setting. And you can have all these books explaining this and that and that and that. Like I I I read the Shadow Run uh book and I even listened to a podcast that was all talking about the world of Shadowrun and there's just so much to it that it does become almost all consuming. Like it's just, you either look at that or you just try and find something else and you can't just say, Oh, it's just because of magic. And I think that's another reason why fantasy might be a lot easier to run is because you don't got an answer magic. That's simple as that. I don't know. And also I find it slightly poetic that, uh, you know, Cyberpunk is not actually popular on a low-tech system of pen and paper, but is popular on a high-tech system of television and video games. So I think it's almost a little bit of a poetic kind of answer to it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you think, Scott, our uh, resident expert?
1: Oh, Jesus. I wish. Um, so yeah, right. You're you're not wrong. It's easier to imagine I got pointy ears and spells and a sword and a bow because everyone understands that. But even something so ubiquitous in America as a firearm, not everyone understands that. And then people want to argue about, like you said, the complexities. Even guns, there are people who will divide. And they immediately want to know the range and the muzzle velocity. None of that shit matters. And then the cybernetics, and it's it's how it all works together. If there is a high degree of complexity in the systems. The hacking doesn't help because if you're not well balanced, the table's going to be bored while someone else is doing something right. And that has that reputation is already out there. Uh, on now you're adding in bullets, automatic fire. Mm-hmm. You're adding in grenades and you're adding in a world that people are I think have a more much more difficult time imagining or being comfortable with because they're like we said you're 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 right at a veil of truth with your current situation and not a lot of gamers are well off right and so that just is what it is so you're looking at people who aren't you're not a grandiose hero in cyberpunk which we covered no whereas in fantasy by level two or three, right, in D&D, you're going to have thousands of gold pieces, and now you're living above your means.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: a good cyberpunk game, even hell, the one I wrote is real good at this. It maintains you at shit level or worse, right? It makes you want to strive because you have to understand that life is a struggle, and I think that also complicates it for a lot of people for not just the income, right, everything, psychology, emotional values. There's a lot that goes into that. I think the genre presses on that. And there are people who may may not have the desire or the maturity, right? It can be either one to handle that. And then on top of all of that, cyberpunk is, if nothing else, a hyper-political genre. And that will destroy a table in a matter of minutes, especially in 2022.
2: Yeah. Well, and and, you know, I think thinking about it from a GM's perspective as well, I I think most of the cyberpunk books that you see are massive tomes. They're huge. Mm -hmm. And it's almost necessary for a couple of reasons. One is we have to be able to explain things beyond just, it's just magic, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like you said, Santa, if, if something doesn't make sense in, in a fantasy world, it's the magic that's doing this and I don't have to explain it any further. Right. But in, in Cyberpunk, we're talking about a technological uh, society that's supposed to be based on science. And so now I have to come up with some convoluted explanation so that the GM feels prepared if somebody were to ask a question or wanna do something and can this happen? And so we have to explain things in greater detail. Um, a lot of Cyberpunk things have huge, huge equipment lists oh, yeah. uh, that you don't need in fantasy. Uh, but in Cyberpunk, you do, and part of that is because, again, the idea behind Cyberpunk is mega corporations everywhere. And so, if I have just a table of five guns, now the GM has to come up with a bunch of ideas around, um, oh, we, we, which corporation? Because this is all flair, and and uh, and and to me, that's part of, that is part of the Cyberpunk, right? Is you have to make yourself stand out, and so your character has certain things that they want. And that I know Scott doesn't like interface zero. Um, I like it because it gives me a big catalog of weapons with different corporations. And I now don't have to think yeah. about corporation names as a GM. So it's like, great. Awesome. Um, but that that's, it's also a lot harder to role play in a world that's so vast that you don't know everything. I, I was playing in a, in a shadow or in a shadow run game one time. And they asked me, okay, how did you get here? And they put me on the spot to come up with some sort of uh, history for my character. This was a one-shot game. I'm like, well, okay. I have no idea of the, the, the world that I'm playing in. I don't know yeah. any of the corporations. I don't know any of this stuff. And as a player, that was hard to be put on that sort of spot. So I came up with vague terms. Unfortunately, the GM's like, okay, well, that corporation can be this name here. Great perfect mm-hmm. but it's just a lot harder to come up with things on the fly and as a gm you have to know the rules and you have to know the world and in a cyberpunk world uh things are a lot more complicated than fantasy so mm-hmm. it's just a lot more heavy lifting for a gm and gms are already in short supply so it's like
0: yeah and you you bring up a really good point even for like cuz we were talking like you mentioned how why a GM wouldn't play but you actually just mentioned right there why a player wouldn't want to play and it's because you need to have and not like a crazy in-depth knowledge of the game but you need to have an in-depth knowledge of the world in order for you to properly fit in like you can jump in there you know a little bit kind of half-assy but right then and there you kind of feel almost like you're on the short end of the stick like you've Yeah,
1: no. It's over in every game. If I were to play, run you guys through Forgotten Realms, and part of the mystery is uh, this priest of Lathander is doing raising the undead, people who know Forgotten Realms immediately are like, oh my god, how is that even possible? What is going on? I don't even know if you two understand the significance of that, do you? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) See, right? So Lathander is the morning lord, and if you don't know the lore of the setting, which is what you guys just said, yeah, you're. It's falling on you, and then we have to explain it to you. So I, I mean, I understand it, but that that goes with anything. I, you know, you you have to explain it to someone. I agree, but but in my in
2: that example though, I buy into it very easily because it's a fantasy world, mm-hmm. and I know that one of the tropes of fantasy world is people raising undead. I mean, you have necromancers for a reason, yeah. and so I may not understand the nuance of it. But I buy into the idea all uh, immediately and I don't have to do a whole lot of questioning myself around that. It's like, well, how does that make sense? Because I'm familiar with that part of it.
1: So here's a question. So let me give you this scenario. Same thing, right? Uh, okay, well, there's this uh, piece of shit low-level corpo uh, from Arasaka who's taken it upon himself to kidnap dolls off the streets of – Night City, and they're doing brain dance slips on them and turning them into, uh, you know, brain dead prostitutes. And none of the lingo you probably understand very well, but I—is it still the same? Where you understand necromancy is evil and the undead are bad? Yeah, does it still it, convey it, it, the same the, thing? The,
2: the idea, the idea is the same. Yes, however, yeah. the the language. The, the language does cause you to stop though and go, okay, I, I don't know mm-hmm. that I fully understand what you're talking about. Sure. Yeah. When, when, you, when you talk about dolls, is that an Android? Right. Or <laughs> is that not an Android? And there's a, there's a distinction there, right? Yes. I mean, if you tell yeah. me that those androids are, if the doll is an Android, the morality of it is different than if I know that, that doll is an actual person because Humans come at this with a oh well it's an android it doesn't have a soul it's it's a toy it's a big toy so it's just doing what it's supposed to be doing anyway so that distinction does have a different effect uh, whereas necromancy you fully understand yeah what, whether you use the term necromancy or not when you say raising the dead okay I know what's happening here but with cyberpunk there's so many lines that are blurred yep. that that I don't know how I'm supposed to react emotionally or morally in some cases unless I understand a doll is not an android a doll is just a slang term for a prostitute
1: right yeah and that's the thing is I I, some of the comments that people had when they were giving me feedback and reviewing the 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 game was like oh there's a lot of techno babble or techno jargon like yeah it's part of the fucking cyberpunk yeah like you, you literally can't you could you write you would write the most boring game ever because it'd be a technical manual of nonsense that has no cool sl- slang to it, and I yeah. wouldn't want to play that. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to read the book. I'd put it down.
2: Uh, agreed. Although I will yeah. also say that is one of the other hard parts about Cyberpunk is the slang and the jargon that yeah. you want to infuse the world to add mm-hmm. that color um, becomes really hard, even for me as a player. Like when I that that is one thing that I don't like about. Interface zero is they use a lot of the slang, and I'm like, I personally know that I am not going to use those words, they're, they're not part of my daily vernacular, yeah. and I'm not going to try and remember them just for this one game. I am the type of GM who I don't even like doing voices. I will occasionally do a, a voice uh, for a character if I have had enough caffeine and have thrown cautions for wind, but by and large, I don't do voices. and. So it's like getting me to use slang like chummer. Forget it. Chummers. <laughs> yeah,
1: some of the shit's stupid. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I think a lot of it's mostly for GMs. That's why I put the whole glossary in there. It's like players can look at it, but I didn't expect players to memorize it. But yeah. I wanted to make it accessible for GMs to be like, oh, okay, you know, you have a paramed contract. Okay, well, uh, you know, there's a PMU coming in or a glitch, right? Every player is familiar. Well, I'm a glitch, and I get it. It's a double entendre. I'm a glitch to the system. Ha 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 ha. You know, uh, shit like that. So yeah, you're not wrong though. Yeah, a lot of the lingo is comp- It's unnecessary f- for enforcement, but it's fun for the narrative. And I don't it know is. if I don't know if it's annoying that there are players at the table who will sit and use like chummer. In character, I don't think yeah. it is because it, it builds on it builds on mm, immersion. Uh, yeah. Immersion it, <laughs> it builds on the vicarity of the, believab- the believability of the of the setting yeah. and the scene, I guess. But yeah,
2: um, I, you know, like, as a GM, I don't. I, I love it when characters get into the setting and yeah. they do stuff like that because it lets me know they're having fun and they're enjoying the setting. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that that's that's cool. It's just it's it's a lot to ask for something that may not be happening on a daily basis sure, and yeah. it's, it's just a game. So, I mean, I, I don't enforce it and I don't want them, I don't want them to feel like they have to do that. But if they do, I'd be going, Oh, that's cool. You're, yeah. you're doing, you're, you're more into this than I am.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. It's kind of awesome. fun to meet a player who like knows shit really well. You're like, Oh wow, man, yeah. you're, you're, this is awesome. You're going to make the game better.
0: And one of the things I was kind of getting out when I point out like, you know, find story Like, when he came up with his character, he didn't know much of the story or anything like that. But I feel like with Cyberpunk, you're almost kind of... You almost feel like, as a player, that you should know more about the world. And the one issue with Cyberpunk opposed to any other setting where fantasy is fantasy is fantasy. You can fit in a backstory of a character without doing any research into the world whatsoever. And 99.9% of the time it works. Mm -hmm. With the whole concept of this whole entire episode is... There are so many different versions of cyberpunk. Where do you really begin when you're creating a character? If you don't really know the the story of the world. Yeah, Like it's yeah. it's it's it asks a lot of players and a lot of players are not willing to put in the work in order to get the most out of their experience.
1: Right. And this is a really interesting statement from you, especially with you two here, because you two are the reason Neon Blood's chapter structure switched because I put the gazetteer originally in the beginning because I feel if you're going to make a a character, I'm trying not to swear, man. I don't want you to beat this stuff out so much. If you're going to
0: make a (laughs) character
1: in a cyberpunk game, get your shit together and understand what you're making a character for. Cyberpunk isn't I'm making an elf with a goddamn sword. Cyberpunk is. I have loyalties. I have brands. My cyberware should be belong to a corporation of some kind. You know, my my behavioral enhancement modifiers are are not going to be the same corporation that makes my smart link for my weapons, right? And it's all about branding and about the next level, that next tier. So that's why I was like, the gazetteer should be the very beginning. And you both were very adamant that like it doesn't do anything for me as a player, and I and. I don't regret it. Like, I, I, I do agree because I talked to some other folks and they, they also concur. Like, yeah, you just put it in the back because it's – let people make characters first. And I still – I respect you guys' opinions. I think you may be right from players' perspective, but I think you guys – I think you and people like that are completely wrong on Cyberpunk just because of what you just said. <laughs> How can you make a character if you don't know what the f*** you do? doing? So here, here's <laughs> – here's my take
2: on the way I still, I still think you made the right choice to move it and, and put the character creation up front. And here's why players, are they going to read that? Probably nope. not. <laughs> Who needs to know it? The GM and yeah. the GM sets the stage with the players to say, okay, here is a synopsis of what you need to know about the world. And so that's still on the GM because the GM is going to have to read it. The GM will read all that stuff and understand what they want to do. And then they will tell their players, this is the type of story we're telling. Here's what you need to know. Now go make your character. Because the players are not going to read that entire thing.
1: Nope. And so and I a... still think you put character creation up
2: front. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate
1: uh... they're not. Because like, let me ask you guys yeah. this. You guys have both played Shadowrun, right?
2: Uh, I've... I, I've played one game with a pre-gen character. I've never read the book. Oh, I have, okay.
0: And it's funny because I've
2: created characters, but I've never actually
0: gotten a chance to play it. Because every time I've gone for it, the group always bails last minute.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. You guys may know the answer to this, and it may it, it kind of may deflate this, but it, it'll, it'll exemplify what I'm talking about with Cyberpunk games. Shadowrun. Uh, why are orcs so hated? Let's say, why are orcs and trolls so hated?
2: Like in Honestly, Shatter-in? I have no idea, because I played an orc. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, right. Uh, I would
0: say it's because <laughs> of a preconceived notion that people have based off of appearance.
1: Uh, partially correct. But if you knew the lore, which is all up front in the book, you'd understand that at some point there was a time in time in this timeline where, uh, people were undergoing what they were calling goblinization and they were breaking and snapping and shifting and turning into monsters. Right. And so those old, and, and then now you have a whole new set of, uh, prejudices and biases and you have a whole new clan, the humanist poly club and that kind of shit.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Now so, I do. I am familiar with that because that was part of the mission. Is I was going in and getting rid, like tearing down one of their uh,
1: one of their warehouses. Place. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> it's, it's an example of like you know, if you're making an elf or an orc in like Shadowrun, you're definitely at a disadvantage if you if there's not something capturing it, and that can be as easy as being in the archetypes and saying, hey, here's a little bit about the elven character. You know, beware that you know, race racism is is real in the literal sense in Shadowrun.
0: Yeah, it's you know. yeah, and I I think that's like even then like I haven't looked at a Shadowrun book in probably what two years now maybe.
1: You're not missing out.
2: Yeah. I'm proud to say I've never looked at one. It, it's missing. it's
0: a good read, but the thing is, is it there's so much to it, and yeah. as I said before, that it's hard to keep track of everything.
1: Well, there's a lot, and they put like a lot. Like, their timeline lore is like Shadow or Cyberpunk, right? 2020. They condense so much lore into just dozens of pages. It's crazy. Like the original Shadowrun game book is I have the first edition let me pull it real fast. The first edition book is uh, 200 and maybe 12 or 14, 15 pages long. If you take out, like, the, the character sheets and shit at the end, it's exactly 208 pages. That's it. 208 pages change the way we look at the world. And then Shadow and Anarchy is even thinner. But, you know, when they condense double column fucking writing and put 800 years of, you know, lore into it, and it's this just really dense reading of like, oh, there's the goblinization, but it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight paragraphs, you know? Yeah. So it's just crazy.
0: Just we're looking at your book again. Just uh, forgot how like, cause I I haven't actually cracked a book in a little while, just because I've had so many projects. I forgot how nice the artwork is.
1: Not <laughs> that <laughs> the layout is about... If nothing else, the layout gets the most uh, accolades. Hopefully, it'll win as not any. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I set the I, books in for any judging.
0: Yeah. So, Honestly, yeah. yeah I, lo- I love the look of, like, I'm not trying to be a shill here or anything like here, but yeah, it's just, it's a, re- it's a really nice book to look at.
1: Thank you. That's what? a backhanded compliment. <laughs> it's not. It's a really good book to look at. No, it's, it's also, it's a really fun
0: book. It, it's a really fun game to play. We've played a, f- a couple of games of it and I've really enjoyed it. But I mean, like if, cause I are, I'm getting off topic here, but artwork is a very important part of a game. Of no cyberpunk. matter how you of cyberpunk of <laughs> any of them, like I've judged, I've judged games on Kickstarter just by looking and be like, no, it's not for me.
1: Oh yeah. 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 And, we judged one earlier and you still backed it. <laughs> Hey, I like your artwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all and good. I just, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if that the question why it's not popular. I don't know. I just think it's I think I think you guys are both hit on the head with the complexity because it's yeah, it's not like I'm, you know, I've gotta worry about my magic missile and how much cover provides you and – you know how much the cover takes away my penalty to hit you and then it provides a bonus fight you know like sh- like um, jesus christ i'm doing it now savage worlds you know cover could become armor if i would have hit you without the cover being present and it sounds complicated and once you do the math a couple of times you're all right but that doesn't that that shit's not a problem in fantasy the crossbow bolt's not going to go through the brick wall it's not right the brick wall stops it you miss the attack let's move on next person roll initiative right and yeah, Cyberpunk, it's like, oh, they've got anti-take rockets. They've got miniguns. They've got submachine guns. They've got drones and they've got missiles. And it's just like, holy shit. There's so much to this. And it's just, oh, I think it, I think you were you were getting to where it was, uh, sad. it was like, it's overwhelming for most people.
0: It honestly.
2: Well, and there's also a lot of other subsystems, right? I mean, you've got the whole mechanic. Right? I, I've not seen a Cyberpunk game yet that doesn't have some sort of mechanic. Talks about the loss of humanity due to augmentation, and yeah. so it, it, there's a lot more things that you have to
1: keep track of. Yeah, I mean, guilty, right? I'm just as guilty, and really, I don't. So I know I Shadowrun did it because they had to balance out mechanically mages. I did it for a similar reason. If I had to balance out people just grabbing as much cyber cyberware as possible. It's like, oh, no, no, bitch. There's going to be a price to this. And I also, you know, Plus, I also like bringing small facts into, into some of the stuff I write. So, like, you know, the uncanny valley effect is real. It doesn't yeah. really matter how we feel. We talked about that before. Um, you see some of the prosthetics, your brain still reacts a specific way for even a, a brief synapse moment. Um, but, yeah, it was still, still a balancing factor of, like, oh, you're going to try to cut all your limbs and shit off and become a walking cyborg tank. Okay, cool. There's going to be a penalty for that. That's going to happen. So,
2: yeah. On, on top of that, is on top of that
1: is the, the cyber debt, which I wasn't really sure how that would be received. But everyone seems to really enjoy the you're making us like you're forcing us to continue to adventure and get shot at and shit just to pay off this bullshit cyberware that sounded cool up front. <laughs> you know, even though I warn everyone, and the very thing is like, hey, when you're buying cyberware, remember you still got to pay for this shit. For game purposes, you start with it, but it's not like it's not a real, you know, quarter of a million dollar piece of cybernetic that you can't afford. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yours. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. At least I keep killers I keep the character's poor. See,
2: that could that could be an entire fun adventure though, is just like trying to avoid the repo man on your cyber gear. <laughs>
1: You're right. Yeah. I've looked forward to running a game at one point in Neon Blow where it gets to the point where someone's at that last stage of failure to failure to pay the debt and <laughs> the, the debt collectors come running who knows
0: yeah i don't know like i'm even just like kind of looking through things and all that stuff and yeah yeah i don't know I, like i every time i've thought about playing a cyberpunk game i have mm-hmm. i have looked through the rule book over and over again i've looked i will look at character creation like 18 times build three test characters and then realize I don't really know if I like it, and then scrap them all, build a new one, only to go back to the first one I made and say, f*** it.
1: I think, honestly, cyberpunk games in general, (laughs) you should probably play with pre-generated archetypes for maybe like a micro campaign and make sure everyone does something different at the table so you get a chance to see how everything works. Yeah. And then let people make characters in a cyberpunk game. And then I think it's a little bit easier to dial in what you want to do because you're like, Oh, I'm not going to be the hacker because that was boring as shit to me, but I definitely want to be the drone jockey. You know, um,
0: this kind of goes on to our next qu- or last question,
1: uh-huh.
0: which might be, or might not be our last question. Just considering, you know, everything that has come from this, but what do you think could make cyberpunk genre or the, like more accessible to draw in more people for RPGs? And, I think that was something you just kind of hit on the head right there. Was give them a pregen and a test run before you really get into a full out game. That's a that's a really good point. Like I I was trying to answer that question to myself, and I was like, well, hopefully these guys have an answer. But goddamn, that's a good one.
1: Finder, do you want do you want to? Yeah, I don't, I don't have it. I don't
2: have an answer. Right? I think. Uh... What you described is probably accurate uh, to some degree, although most of the people that I've played with when we do some sort of cyberpunk game, um, we all have our ideas of what we want to do, especially for those who are familiar with the literature, they know that we're going to have a team. And so they're like, you know what? I want to be the samurai. I want to be the hacker. I want to be the medic Um, or, or the street doc sort of character. So, I mean, there's, uh, the, the people that I play with are already grounded in the literature. So it's mm-hmm. a lot easier for my group, but um, I mean, if you think about like War 40 K that could run certain ways, be a cyberpunk game, right? Cause you I mean, you got, you, you got one big oppressive force, but you have nobles who may all have their own agendas that you can't touch. The augmenta- the augmentation piece of that, but I also think about my my introduction to Warhammer 40. Uh,
0: you're cutting up a little bit. I don't know if it's only on my end or if it's on no, Scott's it's end. It's my too. end, too. Yeah, you're.
1: I'm not cutting no, up no, little It's, my it's, it's, end at it's all. real short.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I just say archetypes made my introduction to Warhammer yeah. 40K very sure. easy. Sure. So you want the bad so. news about making it more popular at the table?
0: is it becomes a little bit more bland yeah. and watered down
1: it'll never happen yeah. that's just a, that's the simple it'll never happen you'll never see
2: i don't agree <laughs> it's gonna overtake D&D and then we're gonna start making fun of Cyberpunk. i think there's a whole company
1: who thought that too and uh, yeah. yeah yeah it'll never happen um you're never going to uh you're never going to see it that i think popular. sci-fi
2: has a better chance Part of that is, though, because how cool are dragons And it's hard to come up with something as cool as a
1: dragon. That's why probably I'm going to say right now that's the only reason Shadowrun is so popular. It sounds crazy, but if Shadowrun wasn't fucking fantasy, it wouldn't be doing that well.
0: Yeah. And I think even like you're you're talking about 40K, and I think that one, it's probably the most popular sci-fi game out there. And I think it's because the only thing that they found out that might be cooler than a dragon is a giant monstrosity of a mech that is so big that it has a working church built onto its back of people who worship a corpse on a throne. (laughs) That's keeping the world from having demons consume the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: (laughs) 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 I will say this. If you guys ever want to try to play something, not neon blood, I actually have the document that is uh, Shadow Run stuff converted over to Cyberpunk Red. It adds elves and dwarves and magic.
0: Oh, intriguing.
1: Yep. I That's also. I, do.
0: I will always be yeah. down for playing. I'd, Cyberpunk. I'd be down just, for your game
2: again. It was fun. What you guys are talking about? Cyberpunk is is like one of the most popular systems that I. Oh, been.
1: Savage Worlds. Oh, Cyberpunk. No, Cyberpunk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Cyberpunk genre. That's yeah. all. That's all you That's play. All you play? So when you guys say it's not popular, no, I don't, I don't, saying. I know what you're talking about.
1: You kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you kill me.
0: I'd even be down for uh, neon again.
2: Honestly, yeah. I'll always be down for playing cyberpunk, just because I, I love it. I never yeah, get to that's play. The York, I always that's have
1: to GM. Well, I, I did. I did get to play it, and I wanted to flip the f- all over. So. Oh yeah. The players. Were, oh, it was the con. The con game. The players are terrible.
2: Well, see. Love playing it with you when you were doing neon blood. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm always
1: down for that. But I love playing. It. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: That's the only time sure. I've ever been able to play Cyberpunk. Well,
1: maybe we, be uh, for me. well we gotta do some testing for some projects and new Neon Blood is no, it's not a, for people buying it, still buy it if you want an OSR version. But Neon Blood will be coming to another rule system soon. So, to a new system near you. New system near you.
0: Um, not even like our our game of Neon Blood, like it got it got cut off a little too short. Like we were just getting yeah. into it and then uh, your doctor friend is a doctor, so you know doctor stuff.
1: Yeah, um, that was unfortunate. Our other
0: friend kind of vanished to I don't know somewhere.
1: Yeah, it says what it is. Yeah, we, we could pick it up again. I mean, what else?
2: But driving driving that vehicle through the freaking front of that uh-huh. shop or that that uh, shop area that that corporation <laughs> that business, that was just awesome. <laughs> That, that 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 whole thing was I I loved the way everything just went completely. Oh, yeah. That was totally cyberpunk. I mean, from the moment we started initiating the plan, everything went completely right? south, and it's like, okay, this plan's out the well, window. It's time to improvise, if, and I it. so much What new slang did you so learn
1: for saying something goes really badly immediately in military semi
2: Oh, uh, to you or, or Tango? There you go, Tango uniform. <laughs> 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 yeah when i heard that i'm like there's one guy who will know what that means because i have no i i knew enough i knew enough that tango was t and uniform would be you yeah, yeah. but that was all yeah, my I
1: wife did. even says that the actual <laughs> phrase not tango uniform
0: <laughs> so what <it> just <laughs> says T U.
1: <laughs> no my wife no she says the real version because she's also a former she was a former sailor so uh, okay. yeah she was a corpsman which makes things even more terrifying so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she referred to some of her projects or things she's trying, and you know, I mean, I can say it, and you can decide to bleep it if you want, and so the audience doesn't have to look it up.
0: Uh sure. Tits up. Tits up. Oh yeah, I I I don't think that's I don't think that's a, a purely military term. I've heard tits up quite a bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you're welcome. But we would. Well,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had as well. I just didn't know what TU yeah. stood for. I'm like. I can't figure out what to use, Stan, because that's yeah, not yeah, one of my yeah. daily yeah, You see Nashville.
1: Tango Uniform or Fubar <laughs> and stuff like that just to get around from having to say long phrases or sometimes it just feels funny. I don't know. It's weird.
2: See, Fubar, I totally knew. <laughs> you know,
1: like Hago. No one really knows Hago unless you're kind of in the military and you've had to sit on a comms stack. But yeah, I. there we go. So Cyberpunk. <laughs> It's never going to be popular. It's not going to be popular. I know. I, mean, I like I,
0: how the last question is just like, how do we make it more accessible? And the, the only thing we can come up with is like, I don't know, pre-gen characters.
1: It's not even that. You're, <laughs> you're, if you're looking for players. <laughs> now, so the thing is, is the good news is that we're starting to see a little bit of a, a decline by a 1% of D&D's popularity. <laughs> so, yeah. um, But you're still not seeing like, so Cyberpunk Red in Q21 or Q121 was point point five three percent of games played, right? Hmm. So it broke the top 10. Shadowrun collapsed. Savage Worlds is still a 0.45. And Cyberpunk 2020... Is I don't even sit on this fucking list, yeah. I don't think Cyberpunk 2020 is even on this list of 2021. Yeah. So, you know, oh, has it gained in popularity? Okay, mm, yeah, whatever. That was Q1 2021. Um, this is so, and if you go looking for games right now, you ain't find a lot of Cyberpunk games, but I bet you type in D and and then you're gonna get a thousand game hits, yeah. So, or are just we suggesting. just gonna?
0: Or we just got to get Critical Role to run one one season of Cyberpunk, and it'll yeah. become the most popular series ever.
1: Uh, they wouldn't do it justice. Now, I mean, I was talking about this. And I'm not a Critical Role hater. Their first season was great because yeah. they played Dungeons and Dragons. In their second season, and third season, they became a brand, and that's always a problem.
0: That was that was before the podcast, just not during. So,
1: to our audiences, no. that
0: was a brand new opinion.
1: What do you mean? Because that was all oh. video on YouTube.
0: Oh, I, I didn't know it was video. On Absolutely, yeah. I was just, no, no, I was it's, just thinking what we were talking about yeah. beforehand.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah. Pre-podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Critical yeah. became a brand. And they stopped playing Dungeons and Dragons and they started playing roles. Right? Yeah. Like the Deadlands, the un, un, undeadwood. It's them pretending to be cowboys and shit, and the rules are sort of second nature. Uh. Or not second nature, but just second tier to what's happening at the table. Same with Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. So no, no harm, no foul. But you know, now your voice actors becoming actors, and you're trying to—I don't know—you know, make money. Whichever is awesome. I I mean, I can't—I don't understand people hating him for that. But yeah, I don't know if I want them touching any other games, really.
0: Yeah. No, I I was just thinking, how could it be? Well, how it would become more popular is. Yeah. If Critical Role decided to do a giant shift,
1: well, they yeah. did Deadlands, and I don't think that shit to Deadlands. Yeah, long.
0: but that was a that was a one off.
1: Yeah, but it was like five parts, six parts oh. of hours long each. Yeah, it wasn't just one one yeah. thing. Yeah, it was pretty. No, it wasn't not an entire at all, season I don't, either. I don't know if they could keep that up for an entire season.
0: Nah. Long. Also, was, I know we're getting off topic here, but yeah, I, sure, go ahead. I, I could see, for some reason, role playing as you know, essentially. A Western cowboy type theme sounds kind of cheesy.
1: Oh no! So goddamn that reminds me because you're talking about games being popular, and I think that is exactly why Deadlands is so popular, because Deadlands is anachronistic enough towards it's nothing. It's no different than fantasy. The uh... guns aren't powerful; they're single shot. Yeah. The only the only high rate of fire weapons are gatling guns, and those are going to be rare. The magic is there, but it's it's understandable because it's magic, right? Now this shit happens because of my magic. Uh, the monsters are in the desert because of my magic, right? Um, and I think that's what helps Deadlands is uh, popularity. Yep. I don't I don't think westerns are all that popular. We know they're not popular. They fell off in the, what the 50s and 60s to space movies and yep. science fiction. And we've had some successes recently but not like they used to and there's a resurgence now, but it's still not like it ever used to be. But I do think Deadlands represents just enough modernization, but still plenty of antiquity. For players in a modern era to understand,
0: makes sense. Yeah. All I know is now I want Shanty Punk.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at Chris and Chris's uh, Buccaneers <laughs> setting for Savage Worlds. Now I'm like, oh.
0: Which one? Uh, 50 Fathoms? or No,
1: God, not 50 Fathoms. Sorry like 50 for fathoms. everyone who wrote 50 Fathoms. I don't like it. I really? think it's silly. Yeah, yeah, I think it's silly. I
0: think it's silly too, but I think that's yeah, what I, I like. like.
1: I don't like silly in my gaming. You may have, guys you may have noticed that. I just can't stand it. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't enjoy gaming with shit like octopi people and stuff. I think it's fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, um, no, Buccaneers <laughs> Through Hell and High Water. Uh, I, mean, I don't Chris, think I've ever looked at it. Yeah, uh, Chris uh, Fuchs and uh, Chris Landauer wrote it. Um, very cool, very cool piracy game. It's for, no you know, uh, Deluxe Edition. But, um, I mean, as with anything, if you're too lazy to convert it, you're <laughs> everyone acts you like there's a massive fucking conversion process to go from one to the other. It's like, are you stupid or lazy? Huh? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, right. Yeah. It's, like It's not that hard.
2: It's a, it's the same system, it's just we've yeah. dropped charisma. Christmas Christmas edge course. now. Oh it's, no, give them the hard. edge.
1: Who cares? You know, but yeah. now they're fighting. Okay, well increase their fighting die or increase their notice die by one type. Because it's a core <laughs> skill. Who cares? Holy shit. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Man, people yep. <laughs> fucking gamers. Want you to hold their hand through every step of the way and then not tell them how to run their characters. Sounds good, but um, so finder what did we learn
0: today
2: (laughs) we've learned that cyberpunk is the most popular genre Uh at the tabletop and uh that okay so seriously we've learned that uh cyberpunk is complex (laughs) we don't know what it is uh none of us do except for me and and y'all's opinions are wrong but uh more people should play cyberpunk is what i've learned if you have, if you haven't played it, give it a shot. Neon Bloods a good starter set
1: for. Uh... If you play D anD D, you'll understand Neon Bloods mechanics. Ooh. I mean, you will. Yeah. It's very. It's based on D anD D.
0: Yeah, no, no. You're, the game itself is very simple, but it has a lot of options, so you can, um, yeah,
1: yeah, and you have to. Cyberpunk's all yeah. about options.
0: It is about options. <laughs> More options, the better. Um but anyways, uh on that note, RP people, that's all the time we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I don't think the topic is anywhere near done as cyberpunk <laughs> is something you know, I, I I thought I knew what it was, but it turns out like I'm still questioning what I knew, and I don't think Finder's right, but I don't think he's wrong. <laughs> uh it's yeah. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong.
1: Finder is Arasaka. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah
0: it's a complicated it's confusing but on its own it's kind of magical and i agree you guys should probably check it out at some point with get your group together and say let's try out let's do some pre-jams anything like that getting way off script but i don't care because this has been a lot of fun guys i really <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode i had a lot of fun if you wanna, if you wanna send us hate messages, you can send it on Twitter at RP Smart People. Uh, if you wanna agree with us, um, you know, same thing. Or you, with the email, with uh, with positive things, you can email me at RP Smart People at gmail.com. The negative ones go to Twitter. Okay. So uh, well, yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode.
1: Thanks again,
0: for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Stop playing Dungeons
1: and Dragons. <laughs>